Well, hello, and welcome back to part two of Out of Part Three with getting to know Cole and just, you know, reminiscing on memories that we had over the summer. And, you know, the first part, you know, of course, this three-part series is comical, and it's going to be leaving you laughter, and it's going to put a bright smile on your face. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's hopefully, you know, that's one thing that I have to do a better job on, you know, as being in the podcasting industry. Mm-hmm. I have to do a better job of leaving people hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like I'm that kid in high school where if you ever met, when you're in high school, you met that one person that would tell you everything wrong was with them. Like, mm. I remember this one, this one gal, okay. She come up to me, she's like, oh, my fingers hurt, my everything hurts. Why am I here? I said, well, I'm like, what's, what's good things about you? Mm-hmm. You know, tell me the good things in your life. I'm like, I could care less about bad things in your life because I'm a happy person. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Yeah. So I got her Debbie Downer Karen. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever met you those? You like to call a lot of people Karen. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's my one way I can get my frustrations through Karen. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially those people that make you put like um, whatever the, especially during the uh, these past couple of years, because you graduated mm-hmm. during uh, the flurpees. Yeah, during the time. The flurpees, yeah. Yeah, and then you had to wear like a men's depends over your face, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What course. was it like wearing men's depends? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to comment on it. It was, it was solid. It was good stuff, you know. And what was Not the like, biggest fan, but. No, what was it like growing up during Flurpees? Like, because you were a senior in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So it cut off part of my year. I okay. mean, I'll be totally honest. I feel like a lot of my classmates and people I know that age were heartbroken and, and all the families and communities were like, oh, we feel so bad for these kids. But I was, I was loving life. Like, yeah. I would just go out into the woods. I would, like, squirrel hunt with my brother. Um, shout out to Luke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it definitely brought my family closer, too. Yeah. We had a lot of family time. So, honestly, I, I didn't miss. I didn't miss school. I didn't have a lot of close friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, more of my close friends are my Christian friends at church and camp. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and another thing I noticed is that during this Flurpees, uh time, is you look at like just how lost people are. Mm-hmm. That's why when you were saying stuff about hope, I was like, that's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. And how like during the flurpees and even during now, we see people are just like hopeless. Mm-hmm. And it is sad because we're seeing more and more of it. And, you know, I, I did not attend high school during that time, but I know people. And the worst thing that can happen is the suicide that happened during that time. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because when you when you interact, and even for grown adults, it was sad because the what happened is that YouTube, watching YouTube started getting really bad. Mm-hmm. And the YouTube addiction and drinking Dr. Pepper addiction got really bad mm-hmm. for multiple people. And you got to see how, you know, the sin that dwells in the world really got a good grip on it but there i tell people the only way that can get a really good grip on your life is if you allow it mm-hmm. you know you can't allow sin to control you and the only person that you should allow to control is god yeah you know and god because he loves you and he cares for you so as we go into the second part can you explain to your testimony like, how you found Jesus? Were you always growing up in the household? Were you, like, or how, well, of course you grew up in a household, but were you always growing up in a Christian household? 
Uh, no, no. I mean, if you want me to share my testimony, I'm more than willing. Go for it. Because, I mean, we both we both had, at the Bible college we were at, we had to share, what was it, like a two-minute testimony? A I got away minute. from it, actually. Oh, you did? I did. We had to share, like, a two-minute testimony. It was, like, a 10-minute and 15-minute, something like that. Yeah. Or, like, a five, two, five, ten, something like that. But, yeah, I I didn't always grow up in a Christian home. I, my family was Lutheran. And, I mean, you could get into, like, the political side of the whole like church different denominations but for sure my family wasn't saved the first couple of years of my life then we moved to a different church and my whole family got saved except for me um i mean i thought i was saved at the time thought my parents salvation was good is, enough is yeah kind of what See, saved me and that's one thing i noticed you know mm-hmm. as being a pastor's kid mm-hmm. you would think that like you know and i got rude awakening when i went to basic training mm-hmm. you know because i thought my dad as being a pastor you know he was closer to god and I thought that was sufficient, but anyway, that's not because we're not dependent on your parents because, you know, well, we're dependent until we turn 18 and when we can think for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and then it comes up to us and like, you know, like the metaphor, like my f- famous phrase, remember God loves you and I'll meet you at the finish line. Yeah. You know, so you heard that phrase, didn't you, before? What are your thoughts on that? Remember God loves you and I'll meet you at the finish line. What does that mean to you and your life? Uh, So I guess just a question for you right back at you is. Is it saying that you're gonna meet me at the finish line, or is is it kind of like Jesus talking to me saying he'll meet me at the finish line? So what I tell people, okay, is if I meet you at the finish line, that is bad because what that means is that I'm then competing with you, hmm. and that's a worldly view. Mm-hmm. And if you like, if most people that listen to my podcast are thinking, why does he say run into Jesus's arms? And he gets to say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well, because God has grafted that special path for you. Because I, you ran cross-country, right? Yeah, one year. Yeah, well, I yeah. ran cross-country uh, ever since I was in high school, varsity. I'm not trying to do my own horn, but um, a very good runner. Yeah. Um, better than my ex-girlfriend. Hey, that's what we're talking about, yeah. Sauce. Let's go. Uh, she was 17. Two months. <laughs> oh, that, that was her time. 17. Minutes. Years old or no, seven, <laughs> no, no, seventeen minutes for a two mile. Okay, that that is lot. trash. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a lot. She got twenty six. Uh, I'm trying to think. What I think my best time was like, I feel like it was a twenty flat at a three k or like a three point one mile. That's not. Uh, I could have been better. And that was my sophomore year, so. Oh okay. Could have got better. So what happened, so, you know, it's interesting because if you've ever been on a path or even on a hiking path, you know that you get all those twists and things mm-hmm. and ups and downs, hills and valleys and snowstorms and stuff. And it's interesting because normally it's two people can't fit on it. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about God mm. is that he's intended that person. And I, even I noticed, you know, even as, um, like, you know, in the big Christian spectrum, how that narrow path is truly narrow. And you wonder, you know, you have all these big denominations. You wonder how, like, they're, like, you know, you look at Catholicism, you look at all these other big religions. Man, isn't it scary to think that that path is, like, huge Mm -hmm. compared to the path that you should be on? That path is, like, you know, it's just you and God, and you're not competing with anything else. You're not competing, like, oh, I went to catechism, you know, give me a tree or give me a candy cane or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting. So... When we when we cross that finish line though, we are crossing that finish line and we're gonna run to, we are going to run into Jesus' arms. It's not gonna be me, I'm not gonna be seeing you, mm. I'm not gonna be seeing other people. 
Because that's red flags if you see other people. Because when you see other people, you are then are going to cross that finish line and then you're going to receive a prize. But it's not going to be the prize that you ever want to have. It's going to be that prize of the great white throne judgment. And you do not want that. Mm-hmm. So what? Do, so going back at you, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I guess the okay. way I kind of take that. it then is, is it's, it's very dangerous. I've learned to like go through the Christian life and compare myself to other Christians because if I'm if I'm looking at you, Sauce, and I'm like, oh, I see this sin in his life. I see this sin in his life. Like, wow, I must be living a great Christian life. Yeah. I, that's, like like you kind of said, that's really dangerous. It's it's supposed to be like you with your eyes on Jesus. And then, I mean, hey, if you got a wife, you're bringing her along with you. Obviously, she has her own relationship with Christ as well. Um, or vice versa, wife with a husband. Um, yeah the way it's supposed to be submissive uh, to the husband yeah yep yeah. but i mean in the right way obviously <laughs> yeah. the husband should be leading well like yeah. like christ would lead the church but uh yeah um i think that's i think that's a solid uh what would you call it like catchphrase yeah um as long as it's saying like jesus is the one saying like remember that i love you and i'll meet you at the finish line and then that's what we're focused on when we get to the finish line, not like, oh, I beat this person yeah. or that kind of thing. And that you want Jesus to say to you, well done, my yeah. good and faithful servant. Because, you know, working up at camp, I noticed, and especially during the school that we attended, mm-hmm. they said that try avoid comparing yourself. Yeah. And I feel like so many people compared to themselves. And even, as you know, I went, you know, I camped at this camp when I was younger and stuff. And I, yes, I even had it. I even, yes, as you know, I'm going to be honest and transparent. I, at some point had to compare my testimony to others. You know, I would always, I would always purposely pick the middle person or the last because in that way, and I feel like that younger kids do this as well. Not just because, you know, they don't mean to, but they're like, oh man, I feel bad for because that person went through this and then, okay. And then you're thinking in your head. Okay, what can I think of? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're not you're not happy because of the path that God already has yeah. placed for you. You know, and that's one thing that I also noticed. Um, and it's just something that, like, you know, we're taught not to do that. You know, and would would you say that, or um, would you say that's right? Yeah. Um, have yeah, you I noticed see. that, especially as you being a program, uh, program director? Would you know, did you notice that at camp? Yeah, and definitely like as a, I mean, I'll be transparent too. I'm a people pleaser, so it's yeah. it's definitely easy for me to put on like a fake mask or like have emotions that I'm not actually feeling, kind of thing. Um, but but kind of going off of what you're saying, it's it's also dangerous to become complacent because when you're comparing yourself, your standard is then not Jesus. It's this person that's a Christian but is obviously living in sin. Yeah, like we all are. So then that's kind of your Jesus at that point. And then if somebody's looking at you, they're looking at your sin. It's it's kind of just like a totem pole. It just keeps going down, down, down. That's yeah. why I think our our culture is just leading farther and farther into immorality. In the depravity of man. Yeah, and yeah. hopelessness. Yeah. And you look at, you know, and it's interesting because I now have, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm okay, you know, uh, with people and even one thing that just you know another thing that bothered me during the school year and stuff not during the school year but okay I'm not gonna lie but I feel like if you notice this during the testimony I mean it's so hard not to cry not not to mm. cry but it's so hard not to laugh because <laughs> two people share their testimony <laughs> and they would start crying 
<laughs> and I'm like, where are the onions at? I need the onions, <laughs> you know? I mean, I think there's certain testimonies that I would cry at, like... You like went? Some, yeah, I mean, if some people go through, like, a hard time in their life and, like... But, like... They, every, like, lose both parents or something, I would I would definitely cry at that Yeah, point. but they cry, like, over their dog. Oh, I mean... Their, over their cat that they kill. Hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that's in your t- testimony unless... <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's and it's interesting because, you know, and like with all the kids, I'm like, my goodness, I'm like, I mean, it's some, and then there's like some testimonies that bother me. It's like where they kind of force you to cry, hmm. you know. And this happens even grown adults. Yeah. You know, where they tell you certain things, and they're like, okay, man, man, this guy went through like hard times, mm-hmm. and then they tell you and they dwell on it. I'm like, and then they start crying. I'm like, okay, no, you spent like how many minutes? Like thirty minutes into that testimony. I'm like. No, I want you to see how, I want to see your Jesus moment. Because when yeah. I tell people, you know, I, I go speak in my public and I go, and I speak. And, and I tell like, you know what, if you want to share your message about God, you dwell on the sin for a little bit. Yes. But talk about what God has done and how exactly. you are different and like what your key Bible verses are and what you are. Because yeah. it's dangerous. You're, it's very dangerous talking about your sin like yeah dwelling too much on it. it's like you're happy of it you know? yeah i definitely agree with that like the whole the the first little part can be like your backstory kind of thing like how you grew up i slept with 30 people yeah like your your sin yeah. and then that moment where jesus became the lord of your life like flurpees yeah <laughs> you got diagnosed with flurpees and next you know you're in the hospital yep and then and then after that it's like how your life is your jesus moment. because yeah. your life should be different after you are following Jesus. Yeah. And not only that, but you should also keep your faith on fire. Mm-hmm. You Because know, there is a point where, you know, it's interesting because, um, have you ever had moments in your faith where you're stagnant? Where you, yeah. How do you yeah. go, for anyone that's listening, how do you grow about that? How do you like get above, beyond that? Stagnation. Yeah. Uh, I think one key for me, I'll be honest, like recently I've been stagnant. I mean, more on fire now. Uh, honestly, I, I got a girlfriend recently, so congratulations. Thanks. Uh, I'm still single. shout out to Anna. Um, but uh, Anna Bernard. <laughs> no, not Anna Bernard. Anna the Karen. <laughs> no, not Anna Karen. Um, but anyways, uh, I think I think having something like that has pushed me to be a better like Christ follower. Um, whereas like at times where I didn't have that kind of motivation, not saying that you need a relationship to have that motivation. Um, you should have motivation anyways. Um, but I think one key, and I mean, there's a ton of things you could talk about with this, but I think one key for me is realizing that once I'm God's child, I'm always his child. And then off of that is that his steadfast love is like the most steadfast love we can ever receive. So let's say we're friends sauce and you know, we're great friends. We have nothing between our relationship that's hurting us, but then you harm one of my family members. I'm mad at you. I'd I'd probably have some hatred towards you, uh, whether I admit it or not. It's hard for me to forgive you. The crazy thing is that God's love is completely forgiving. You know, you ask for forgiveness and it's washed away. It's white as snow. And it's it's weird that we know that as Christians, but it's so hard for us to wrap our mind around it because that's not how we're wired. Yeah. Um. Like we're we're. I don't know. It's it's crazy to me to think that like God loves me so much that. Like his steadfast love will never let me go. I'm always in his hand, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why your faith is on fire and stuff, and why 
you're not quite as complacent <clears throat> now is because you have a girlfriend. You know, it's because now you're taking that next role mm-hmm. in a manhood of just, you know, just making sure that you don't want to let her down. Yeah. Because if you guys, and I'm guessing she's a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So as Chris, as couple that's centered around God, there's not, there's a certain uh, ability and certain things stating that, because I've actually met, I've actually had relationships, you know, where I was, you know, I centered around God and I said, hey, let's read around the, let's read the whole Bible together. Then let's get engaged, mm-hmm. which I found out that if you read one chapter a day, it takes three years, six months and seven days. Oh, geez. The only, yes. I want to get engaged faster than that. That's for sure. No, what the reason, the reason why, the reason why I knew that, the reason why I wanted to go through the Bible at that time. Mm-hmm. was because it allowed us to open up because it allowed the Bible automatically to open us up and like tell our weaknesses and tell how we overcame those. So it was like meant to grow, meant to like really yeah. um, solidify a relationship together to like saying, okay, you know, now we're comfortable. We have that trust between us. Mm-hmm. But what happened is, is that there's a significant difference if you're dating a non-Christian person. Mm-hmm. It's like you're that little kid in Walmart. You know, you're dragging them through like for the love of for the love of candy, <laughs> get up and let's do this together. And it's yeah. like, it becomes like dread. Yeah. And they don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know what? This is not exciting. And then it got to a point. I'm like, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not doing this so I can sleep over with Teletubbies. <laughs> you know, <What? laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> Look at us giving relationship advice. I should be the last person <laughs> to give relationship advice. Truly. You know, but it's it's interesting, um, you know. So, you know, you've... Then what's your Jesus... You know, name? off that topic, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, just shout out to, like, Paul, Jonah, Emilio, all those guys in the quad this summer that, that gave me great relationship advice when I was struggling this yes. summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's what pulled me through. And Emilio... Or <laughs> Ellie. What? I almost said Ellie. Ellie Scalero. Oh, yeah. What about her? No, shout out to her. Oh, didn't just just you, randomly. No, didn't you give? Didn't you give shout out? Like, didn't she help you through? Your oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, and she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Ellie, yeah, thank you as well. Hope her. Actually, her advice is probably the stuff that helped the most. Yeah, you know that helped me through the most too. Hmm. You know, and uh, and hopefully her trip to Mexico was good. Yeah, that <laughs> was like three months ago, but <laughs> she got invited by a counselor. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I had a crush on. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, Ellie, we're reminiscing on you. Hopefully you don't give us a lawsuit or I don't know. Because, you know, women these days, you know, say something against you and they slap you with a lawsuit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Just like Karen. Just like Karen. <laughs> Just like Karen. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm not. And I have to say, okay, I'm not actually talking about Karen, like the people. I'm talking about Karen, the personality. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get that out there because I know Karens actually yeah, people Karens of course you know? yeah. and also I would have to say shout out to Brooke Brooke oh Brooklyn yeah Brooklyn yeah, Brooklyn yeah. I don't know shout out to how Brooklyn do, of course it, how do you say her last name Arigo that's a ergo no Arigo Arigo yeah Brooklyn Arigo I think yeah. so at least hopefully Seth doesn't get mad hmm. or it could be what's Seth's last name I, could, I couldn't tell well, it, Brooklyn and Seth are gonna get engaged pretty soon yeah, that'd be awesome. It would. Yeah. Um, so what happened is that, did you hear about the flower incident, though? The flower incident? I did not. Where we decided to make flour. I, it was cookies. Oh, I was there. Yeah. yeah. 
I thought you meant like real flowers. No, no. Yeah. All, so I gotta tell you this. So you would think this came out of a cartoon. All I heard was like a big poof. <laughs> Literally. I wish I would have taken a picture. You were you were covered in flour. Yes. And literally, like that poof sound, yeah. it fly went. And the worst place of it was, it was in the gluten-dairy-free product area. Because <laughs> uh, the campers weren't there. Shout out to Caleb, no, was, head of kitchen. I thought it was Linda. Linda? Yeah, his companion. Oh, no. No, name, no it's It wasn't Linda. Um... um no, it was, um, what's her, what's her name? No, I'm just saying. No. Anna, Anna Bernard. Yeah, it was, uh, Anna Bernard. No, it was, um, Leslie. Leslie, yes. Yeah. I love Leslie. Hashtag pizza love Leslie. We yes, love you. I love Leslie. Yes, she's a And sweetheart. Caleb, of course. Yeah. yeah. Caleb had the lemon sun drop. And speaking of sun drop, did you know those bottles actually came from Mexico? Hmm. Yeah. They were that's hard crazy. to get. Yeah, that's crazy. Just like how I'm hard to get. Hey, that was good sauce. That's hey, what I'm hey, talking put it here, about. Put it here. So, no, um, in all seriousness, um, it's important to surround yourself. Well, and another thing I noticed, especially working up at camp and stuff, is I noticed that surrounding yourself with, you know, godly men and women um, in your life. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to be there forever. And I noticed how I don't really hang in touch. I don't really stay in touch with people like that I'm with, like my school companion, not my school companions, but my stupid, like the class I graduated with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really stay in touch with them. Mm-hmm. and But with the people that I attended with camp and with school and stuff, it seems like we grew a closer bond. Yeah, because you know? there's, there's, something, there's something there that holds us together, and it's Jesus, Jesus. ultimately. Jesus, amen. That there's not that he, connection with unbelievers. He's a potter and we're the clay. Yeah. yeah. He, he's the one that grafts us in. And isn't that cool to think about how, you know, saying that, you, and the funny thing is I'm thinking about going up there again this summer. Because, oh, you are? Yeah, because I, you know. That's a spoiler. Dang, well, there's a spoiler on this Mike episode. Trump. Yeah, it is. Should I tell him if I'm coming back? You should. Uh, I don't know. I whoa, I've been there three summers, three and a half. Well, I'm gonna be there. Three. Hopefully, yeah. I don't get the flurpees out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if sauces, you being there is definitely drawing me there. But well, because we'll I mean, see what where life leads. Yeah. Well, January first is when we have to make where God decide. leads. Yeah, January first is where we have to decide. That's well, I mean, we're... applications aren't due till March, but yeah. sorry, I I completely got you on a rabbit trail. Now, you were talking about surrounding ourselves with with. Well, actually, we can talk that in the next episode because part three, the final part, and mm-hmm. stuff. We're going to talk about that. Yep. But we're going to kind of see where this conversation leads. No, so I mean, there's something like when you go up there and stuff. Okay. You surround yourself. With, well, it depends because you can surround yourself with good people. But then you can also surround yourself with toxic people. Mm-hmm. You know, like the kitchen that we had. Yeah. Uh, the kitchen that we had with Karen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not hang out with her at all. Yeah. Unless if I was duct taped to the wall <laughs> in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of forced at that point. Yeah, literally. And I hate being forced yeah. to something that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah, so it is what it is, yeah. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I mean, honestly, I was probably one of those toxic people at some point in the summer. You were? Yeah. I mean, I think we all have our ups and downs during the summer, so. Yeah. I think for me, I, I could have been, I was very toxic during the summer. Mm. Um, there was that one point where, 
Um, I, I like I was a, like people call me like I was hard in kitchen, mm. especially dish crew. I like because I had to find I had to find things. One thing that I did not like was when the dining hall got screwed over, mm. and that's one thing. If anyone's listening, you know. <laughs> okay. If anybody's listening, <laughs> <laughs> no. If anyone's listening up from the camp, you know, not up North Pole. I think in the North Pole. You know? <laughs> there's got to be better direction better like leaders like better like okay more watching your table I understand like you have like a set schedule mm-hmm. but I mean man the kitchen like the dish crew and stuff mm. they go through a lot like they have busy days and you got and a lot of them did get sick throughout the whole week yeah and dish so crew, dish crew's a grind for sure it literally is yeah Um, and that's uh, and it's funny because we didn't quite hang out if I was dish crew because I took a lot out mm-hmm. um and it was like it was sad because I got more frustrated. And you got to see the anger. You got to yeah. see the angry sauce. Because I was I was the one you oftentimes came to with your problems. And I, I tried to solve them. Like I did my best to like announce it at meals and stuff. But yeah, it, there's something about trying to get a point across to 500 kids that are. Well, there's this on one the camp. camp high. Yeah. Well, there's this <laughs> there's this one camper that went up to me, and I'm not going to mention his name at all. <laughs> But he's like, did you take your Xanax this morning? The Xanax seat? <laughs> what? Did you? Yeah, because I went up to you. I think I went up to you. Uh, yeah, I I remember, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, my goodness. I'm like, what What kind of... I'm like, well, hello. What kind of a friendly hello that is? Because They don't have filters at camp sometimes. No, they don't. They are, you you think, still got to love them like Jesus would, but... Yeah, you would think that you're at a Navy base. Yeah. With some of the things that come out yeah. of people's mouths. But the cool thing is, is that God still loves them. Mm-hmm. And that we get to see that in. Um, do you have any other fun memories before we wrap up? And uh, fun memories, I got a lot. I mean, you, you have to narrow it down. Um, um well, can you explain to like a um, what's your favorite week of theme night? Theme night. What's theme night your favorite memory? Not really. I I, I enjoyed theme nights. Uh, talking like on the mic was definitely a lot of fun. I I think. We we thought the the entire field of kids like there's what like. 400 people out there five, for a four. theme night five four whatever uh, and you think everybody's listening to you but there's but really not. there's really those three or four people that were standing by the the uh the speakers listening but it was cool to like have them come up after and be like hey you guys are great great actors like great besides your counselors. great voices and what besides your counselors yeah yeah that kind of had to listen yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i loved working well i loved working theme night and the best i'm not gonna lie uh, people slipping out of that that slip inside, whatever it's called. Slipping big, out. No, like the foam, like the bubbles. Oh yeah, that they went was trip. yeah that, yeah yeah. I definitely took a dig a couple times. Mm. That I mean, from I'm not gonna lie, that was the best part of mm. seeing people like who was gonna take a digger because you lost. Well, there was a, there was a one guy on program named Zach. Rest his soul. I mean, he's not dead. <laughs> he's but, a teacher actually. Yeah, a, and he dated. He's dating a counselor. And don't worry, the counselor is 18 above. Anyways, oh, what? Um, oh. anyways, uh, whoopsies. He got tackled in there, and the next thing I know, he came up and he was like holding his throat, and it was just kids tackling him. So I was like, always oh, just playing around, but he he couldn't breathe. He like inhaled bubbles, oh. so he was just like leaning up against the side, just like, I mean, I was right above him, so I probably could have saved him, but he saved himself. Luckily, <laughs> wasn't he a chemistry by the grace teacher? of God? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he a chemistry teacher? 
something like that. He's he's a smart man. Yeah. That's for sure. Smarter than I am, clearly. Yeah. So, alrighty. Well, we're gonna wrap up with this part two, and hopefully, you guys can tune into our last and final part uh, three. And um, and tomorrow is Saturday, so tune in on Saturday. It's Friday. Friday. Saturday. Saturday yes. Sorry, I get all my days mixed up. Today's yeah. That's I'm okay. a teacher. You are. Well, we're gonna kind get of. into we're gonna get into that uh, part final part and final series. Hopefully, you guys have a blessed day, and remember to keep it saucy. Mm. Bye.